This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. The Knicks are not going to Vegas. Baby. Leads us to the Nick recap brought to you by Pajama oh, Grand. Let's do the Knicks here then. Yeah. My bad. Uh, they were terrible in the second half against Milwaukee. But I'm not going to rip. I'm not here to rip the Knicks on. How can you? They're not better than Milwaukee. No. They, they shouldn't beat Milwaukee but in a big game. It, but it was an interesting. It was an interesting game because Julius Randle in the first half was basically like, "I'm going to make up for the first seven games of the season in this half and play perfect basketball." And then the second half, it, Michael's right. You just got outplayed by a team that's better. But, but this is kind of the, the the cold water to the face for Knicks fans. Because they're the most optimistic fan base in New York. And a lot of that optimism comes from the fact of how they'll play against the big boys during the regular season. Remember years ago, they beat Miami three out of four times. Oh, we can beat them. They, they've played with the Celtics in big spots. they played with the Sixers in big spots. And the Bucks in, in, in spots in the regular season. When, all right, well, did they play the night before? Did the Bucks or Celtics or any of the big teams care at that particular moment? But what this in-season tournament does is make what this isn't some rogue game in early December. It's a game that has meaning. It's a game for the right to go to Vegas, and the Bucks were at their best, and you saw what happened. Like so, when you get to take on those big boy teams in the postseason, that's kind of what it's going to be like until you get that next player. They're a very good basketball team. They're a fun basketball team. They're clearly a playoff team. And I would be very disappointed if they're not at least in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. But when you start talking about being the Bucks or being the Celtics, I mean, last night was a reminder of how tough that is and how much farther you have to go to get there. And, I mean, Damian Lillard, they, they won 146-122. Damian Lillard said we should have scored 165. So they, they overwhelmed the Knicks, and they're, they're better. So don't get mad. Get get another A-alpha-type player. That's what they need to do. You're not going to – my advice to Leon Rose, you're not taking those draft picks to your grave. you got to no. use them. But you got to use them. But you got to figure out who is it going to be. Right. And that's what you'd be working on right now. But in the meantime, it's a fun team. But last night was a bit of a reminder. Because I think they were both both teams were engaged. I mean, it's a chance to go to Vegas. Right. I mean, maybe you didn't think it was for real earlier on. But when you're playing in a game and you know, hey, we're, we're, we're going, we have a chance to go to Vegas. We have a chance to make real money here. What, $250,000? Was it $250,000? Just to go there, yeah. Just to go to Vegas. Right. And then a chance to win the whole thing? I, mean, I, I think that they were totally engaged, and, and you saw it. And when are you going to be convinced, Peter, that we're getting closer and closer to the point that there will be a team in our lifetime that will score 200 points in a game? No, no, no. That's not what our fight was. You're confusing our fight. What's the fight? This you, is rare because you guys never fight. You just fight with me. That's right. We usually like right. to gang up on you. Our fight was, you said someone was going to break Chamberlain's 100 I points. I still believe that's going to happen, too. 200? I, no, 200 is going to happen. It's gonna. I mean, what's 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 the current record? High one sixties. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I believe that. I mean, how many times it seems, it seems like routinely the Pacers, who are, are not the best team in basketball, by the way, are scoring over like 130, 140 points. You just heard they scored one hundred and forty six. Could have scored one hundred and sixty. I'm not saying it's going to happen on a regular basis, but we're trending. Do you see some of the scores? And you know what? I love I love NBA basketball. I do. It's fantastic. But it it's not the way. I loved it in the past. I mean, I love it from memory. This is a three-point shooting contest. That's all it is. Even Charles Barkley said, you see mismatches down low, they, and they just pull up for threes. That's because it's a volume shooting three, because statistically it makes sense. If you hit 40% of threes, it's better than hitting 48% of twos. I mean, let's be honest, though. Analytics are messing up. Well, I, I can't speak about hockey, but the the, the, the big three are all being messed up by analytics to some degree. And it makes it not resemble the game that you once watched. Fourth down situations that you go, why would you go for it here? Well, why are they kicking here? Why are they not kicking here? Obviously, you see it in baseball constantly. And and in basketball, it's the same thing. You know, you see it when you get a chance to call it, is that it's all perimeter. Now, once the ball goes down low, like back in the day, all right, that's where it's going to stay. But no, it might come back out again. And it's almost like, all right, we'll settle for two here. But the plan coming up the court, they cross the timeline, is somebody being open for three. 
and there's a lot of great ball movement around the perimeter. But then once it gets down low, it's just you know quick shot, rebound, kick it back out for another wide open three. Because that the analytics tell you it's a three point play. That's the better play to try for that. And all these guys are you know really good at it. So you know what I was, you know what I was offended by yesterday. Ooh, there's so many things that can offend you. Yeah. No, I don't know. The Lakers jersey and court. You didn't like it. Hated. I hate the jersey with the three like Los Angeles Lakers. It just. There, there are certain things that are sacrosanct. Yeah. The, like, the yeah. Lakers jersey and court, just seeing the Staples Center look like it just looked like a random jabroni court. It was just so weird. Then the black jersey. Yeah. You know what I can't wait for? What's that? When Major League Baseball comes up with the Yankee City connectors, oh. and the, the explosions of heads, as they call into the show. And there should be. I'm sorry. You, no, you know, I mean, I'm no Yankee fan. No, I'm not sure they're right? ever going to do it. But. but not every franchise has an iconic jersey. So do what you want. Like with the Mets, I, I hate it. But, you know, the Mets, it's not icon- It's not Yankees. It's not Celtics. It's not Lakers. It's not Canadians. There's certain Cardinals. There's certain uniforms. You don't touch them. They're classic. They're perfect. Why would you mess? Like you said, why would you mess with the Lakers? That's an iconic jersey. It's an iconic court. The Celtics already do a couple of weird right, ones I don't that make like me it. sick. The, the, the green and gold is annoying. There are a few weird I, ones I think that the they Knicks, do. too. I mean, the Knicks have all these oh, different Oh, the Knicks have jerseys. a lot of yo-yo jerseys at this point. I mean, listen, I get it. For a, It's fine. It's a couple games a year. It's not the end of the world, but it's not right. Um, Andy Martino confirming what Jack Curry has been saying. Okay. He's hearing King, Thorpe, Brito, Vasquez, and Higashioka. To the Padres. Higgy? Hey, come on. Higgy, Higgy, Higgy? Getting Higgy with it? And Higgy's from out there, but what, By the way, a, what a, a great, terrific guy. What? A, that's not a terror. That package isn't... That's it, though? That's the whole thing? Um, that's, uh, not, that's not as many of the prospects as you mentioned. Well, I mean, Brito, Vasquez, and Thorpe are you, well, three of your top pitching prospects. Right, that's problematic. And he's plus, taking somebody out of your rotation. Plus someone from the rotation. This is so... I, I can, can you tell... All, all due respect to everyone you just mentioned. Right. Like Andy and Jack. Can everyone pipe down? Let's just wait for the. Can we no, just wait no, for the that's news? not their job. No, to pipe well, down. It's not fun. There's there's a there's a bunch of yes viewers right now saying, "Why can't Peter just pipe down?" Yes. And you don't Why because you're just doing your job. To the sky. You're doing your job. Now, but it's just like this is so. This is like asking a woman to to marry you, and she's like, "I'll I'll tell you word by word over the next two weeks." It doesn't ring. It's just not hitting the same way. Uh, I'm sorry if, if it's not handled the way you want it to be handled. You admit it, though. I'm right. No, Major League Baseball wishes that it could do what the NFL and the NBA does. Boom. 12 o'clock. Eight, Why can't million. they? Because the, the agents, the, the union in baseball is the strongest union in the world. Right. And they know that the longer they can delay, press it to closer to spring training, their leverage goes up and they get better deals. They don't want to be squeezed into a, a three-day window. No, it's, it's not good for the it's game. Not, but no, it's, it's not good. Well, you, you think it's good for the game that Otani's not going to sign with you if you even mention that he met with you? Like, it, wouldn't it be fun to know the teams he's meeting with and going on, you know, popping on SportsCenter to find out he was in L.A. today, he was in Anaheim he today, he was in New York today? He has not spoken since August. <laughs> has not said a word. Just left the Angel locker room without a word, and we have not heard from him. He is a mysterious dude. Great player. But he's mysterious. And you remember how much hype the NBA got with LeBron James with his tour and all the teams that were talking to him? Can you imagine if LeBron James said, if anybody mentions that I met with you, I'm not going to sign with you. And you would just have radio silence until he ended up at the boys club in Greenwich. Like, How would that be good for basketball? Uh, By the way, if you were wondering, highest regulation score of all time, the Phoenix Suns in 1990 scored 173 in regulation. Was that the no nineteen ninety? You said yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's like Tom Chambers, that the Kevin Johnson. No. Oh, oh, maybe maybe like rookie Kevin. Well, Johnson. Was, when when did Barkley go to the Suns? Not not then. He was he was on the ninety three team. He wasn't there. This is this is a Tom Chambers vehicle. Um, and the Didn't Pistons. T- Tom Chambers have a little mole on his chin. Yeah, I don't remember his chin. Um, <laughs> I remember in I remember in NBA Jam. Tom Chambers being able to dunk from the three-point line, or NBA Live. In NBA Live, from Tom, the three Tom Chambers line? could dunk from the well, three-point line. Well, so it's not game. a realistic video <laughs> No, not that part. Uh, in, in 1983, these are all Greek stats, in case you're wondering. In 1983, the Pistons scored 186 in triple OT. Well, it's going to happen. I don't think it will. You really? Think 200 yeah. will ever happen? 
I don't think it'll happen. I think Don's right because you got to really pour it on. You got to embarrass the team to make it happen. You know what? You know what? In season tournament, it's the in season tournament. In season tournament, the tiebreak, unless they change it next year, is point differential. Well, that team could just keep going. Boy, can you imagine though? The if a team had any heart, like imagine if that was a hockey team and they gave up two hundred points at the end of the game, everyone just says, "All right, well now we're going to kill you." That's how this happens. But in basketball, that's not how it works. Well, that was the uh, the Nick recap. Well, I enjoyed it. Brought to you by Pajamagram, soft, silky. Oh yeah, best selling Christmas gift for her. Oh, yeah, get a free seventy five dollar ninety with naturally nude pajamas from Pajamagram. You know what? Pajamagram. When Griffin hears that, he goes from sounding like this. You know what? To sexy Griffin. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> All right, so we've got some we've got some jet news. Jet news. Jet, yeah, uh, jet is, news. Is this sarcastic? No, no, this is jet news. Zach Wilson back as the star. Oh, I heard that news. Sure. Um, you know that I'm a Robert Sala fan. Yeah, you love him. Huge, right? So he was asked about. I heard Joe Beningo once said the same thing. Oh, speaking he was of asked that. about him, and he, he according to Richard Media, he brushed aside a question about Joe B. Quote. I'm just going to keep all that with myself and just move on from it. Says he has no regrets and Joe B is a friend. Now, Peter, you've known me a long time. If somebody did that to me, would they would they ever have access to speaking to me again? Would I call them a friend? No. Would would there be any chance that I be benevolent for what they did. No. Why is he still his friend? So, so uh, this is a it rare. A, it was such a great betrayal. This is a rare case where me, Mister Forgiveness, mm-hmm. am I'm in lockstep with Michael, and I'm not just saying that because Joe B is a, an FAN guy, or whatever. Not even saying that. Like most FAN guys, he really wanted to be here too, but. Well, we leave that story for the book. Okay. Well, I'm like most of How many people crawled here begging to be hired? Big shots at the station. No, I don't, don't want to mention Big ratings. Names. I'd love to I mention wanna, names. There's, there's names. Begged. Begged to come here. Really? Big time. Oh. one name. Oh, big. I mean, just think afternoon and 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 uh, and morning drive. Just think that. I'll narrow it to that. Oh. Begging to come here. Interesting. Well, anyways. I, that's I think there's I'm, more that did than didn't, be honest with you. So anyways, that's neither here nor there. Okay. okay. Though I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> here's why I take issue with it. I am. I never consider myself to be a journalist. I consider myself to be a, a host. I'm a broadcaster. The amount of secrets that I have gotten from big name people across all of the things that I cover, sports, wrestling, hip hop, the things that I'm privy to hearing that you go, oh man, this would make this, I'd be out of here. I would make such big news. Mm-hmm. And because you're just a halfway decent person, you go, too bad I can't. Right. Because they trusted me on a personal level. I don't know Joe. I know he apologized for it, but it's such a bad move. And Salah, who's a lovely man. See, there's the problem. He has the right, though, to say, at least it was extremely disappointing or it was a lesson for me. I would love for Salah to say that. I learned a lesson. But to just be uh, like, hey, it's a, um, but it's a friend? You know why the apology rings kind of hollow? When he went on that show, he said, I know that Sala is not going to like me saying this, but I don't care. I mean, that's... And for what? It had nothing to do with ratings. He was a guest on the, on the right. spot. Right. And he's, that, and he's semi-retired and does a show on Saturday. Well, so that's, this, isn't that's, some, that's, this isn't some 23-year-old that's trying to break into the business any way he can. You're not Jake Asman. Joe's already established his career. I don't know why you put a name to it. Well, Jake Asman is, is a, a young, young man who's trying to make his right. name in this business. If but I don't think it, he would I'd do that. Do, I would call him and go, that's not the right thing right. to do, but you could almost understand that's it. That's what I'm saying. Joe Benigno's 60 years old, 70, but he's just a 70 years fan. old. And it's just a bad job out of Robert Sala to trust. First of all, it's a, there's a, I mean, so many levels of mistake. First of all, to trust uh, basically a fan, and the other thing to 
to, to do you think that's going to help you? Like, are you, are you trying to get an in? Like, oh, I'll be able to control the media by giving them my, giving out my number and texting with people. That's not how it works. Well, not with Joe Beningo. But, but yeah, no, exactly. This isn't like Parcells and Francesa. No offense to Joe, but here's the problem with Sala. He's too nice a guy. He's really a nice guy because it's the same thing. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go on the air and rip a player. He wants to do everything behind closed doors. I'm sure he's red hot about it. But every once in a while. What would be so wrong to just be honest and say, I guess you could clean it up, but hey, it's it, it's a teaching moment for me. Shouldn't have done it. I'm going to move on from it. And say it also use the phrase, get to me. But, you have to have that, but, too. But, but, but even if you didn't want to go there. But here's the other thing, too. that just To me, he just sounds neutered. Who, Joe or no, uh, Robert? Robert on Rogers. I don't think it's an attack on the organization. You didn't think it was an attack on the organization? What he was saying about the leaks? And then he says... Oh, about Roger. Okay. Right. Yeah. But I always appreciate Roger's thoughts and comments. Why do you always have to play the nice guy? Because well, Rogers holds his, but his future in his How hand. about this? How, how about this? If you want to side with Rogers and show some teeth, I agree with him. We've got to get to the root of how this was leaked in the first place. That's this a, shouldn't be happening. That's a good point by Don. Stop trying to be the nice guy all the time. Now about Wilson, who was a third stringer the last two weeks, now the starting quarterback, uh, and he said he gives him the best chance to win. So I, I was listening to the press conference, and somebody said, well, then why wasn't he starting? Well, the, it's a good question. <laughs> but And then he said, no concerns about locker room ramifications. Listen, I'm I'm in total lockstep in naming Wilson the quarterback. We all agree with that. No, I, I, I get it. We, we, Rippin but, and Simeon can't Because here's play. the thing. And I stand by benching him. Like, I stand by my opinion that Zach should have been benched. The same way I stand by my opinion that he should be starting this week. Agreed. Because he should have been benched. Because you needed to see if there was anything better. We found out there's not. Now we go back to Zach. Now, I didn't think they'd do it. When they made him the third string, I thought that was a message. All right, you're done. Right. You're out of here. Now, maybe what I might have done, Peter... Because Simeon only played the second half, could you maybe have started him to see a little bit more? But really, what are you going to see that we don't already know? No, so it, he showed nothing. The, my only correction, like I said, I would have done it. I, I would have done it if they knew how bad everyone was behind him, but they knew they had to do it. I would have done it at halftime of a game and then just brought him back the next week. I just feel like at this point now you threw away games. That was a throwaway game. Last week, I, I think they would have won last week with Zach. That's what I'm saying. So like the last week, the point, if, if you had done it at halftime the week before and then said, see, you guys saw what we have in Boyle, we're going back to Zach, they could have won last week. But he also said today, we know that Zach is the best quarterback we have and he gives us the best chance to win. It just doesn't make sense. But I, I know why they bench because he can't play. But, but he's still the best of the three. Oh, my God. And they yeah. just did it to change it up because they, they couldn't score. So let's see if somebody could be a spark. But those guys are not as good as that, yeah, talent-wise. But, you know, and I heard Sala, too, and we're having some some technical difficulties, otherwise we'd play it for you, is that he just he just seems like a broken man now. Robert feels broken. And I wish he would show some emotion <sighs> I, instead of just always playing the nice guy. Maybe that's who he is. I, I get it. But every once in a while, you go from being the nice guy to where you're almost looking like a doormat now. What Joe Beningo did to you should make you red hot, and nobody is going to look at him as a bad guy if he wanted to go scorched dirt you know what on he should, him. You know what he, Don, Michael, you know what he should have said? What? I have the exact Don LaGreca response to Joe Beningo. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Lose the number. Uh, I, I, you're joking, yep. but that's what he should have done, or just block the number. Oh, no, it's got to be blocked. You've got to be turning up green now every time. And instead of it, it being embarrassing, like I didn't think Aaron Rodgers ripped the organization... You know, uh, no. Why don't you say I, I, I stand by Aaron? Yeah, I'm sickened by. Sti- I'm sickened by the fact that something like this got leaked. It's not true. Well, it's, see, that's what I was talking about yesterday about whether you think he's a nozzle or not. Aaron Rodgers is a confident leader, and that's somebody that you can rally around, whether it's, you like him or not. A good point. And then you're like, the next day, what do you get from who's supposed to be the leader of the team, the head coach of the team? You get, oh, well, I'm still friends with him. Oh, Aaron wasn't ripping the organization. Come on, don't be wishy-washy. Come on, be an alpha male, for God's sake. Uh, you know, you know, I, I got to tell you, Don's won the point guard three times today. That's another one, because I, I didn't think about it in that context, but it is true. You see why Rodgers is the man, 
because he carries himself like the man. Robert Sala, let me just be clear. Robert Sala's in an interesting spot. If you look at him physically, right? He could, let's, can we just be, he could take everybody out that we're talking about. He could beat this, de- if this half the locker room. He could beat up half the <laughs> locker room, okay? Salah's a, a physical, imposing guy. I think because of that, and because I think his nature is to be a sweet guy, I think he brings everything down a lot. He doesn't want to overdo it. He knows he's the strong seeming guy. He doesn't have to be aggressive. He's not that dude. He doesn't have a Napoleon complex. He knows how strong he is. But to Don's point... This thing is getting away from you, man. And 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 in this moment, what a great all due respect. Oh, Joe Beningo could have been the perfect punching bag. An opportunity to just lay some law down to that, you know what? I learned who people are in this town. I learned someone that I, I you know what I trusted someone I shouldn't have. At least say something with some authority. It was there was no loss. Who would have blamed you? you? You know, you know what really gets me if you look at the comparison of Robert Sala when he was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Who was on TV more than the players because he was so demonstrative yes. running up and down the sideline? Now he's so taciturn, standing point. there and just like looks. And uh, uh, you want to see emotion, but I know he's a leader and a CEO. But there are there are, you know, Nick Sirianni is demonstrative on the on the sidelines. That team is good. I'd like to see a little bit of a middle ground between defensive coordinator right. with the 49ers. And but the Jets good just point. show something. But the thing is, don't try to make friends. That's not your job. Your job is to be the head coach. But you know games. what? Your job, if you want to remain the head coach, is to be friends with Rogers. All right, but the fine. So, but he so, could have agreed so, with him. So, so agree with him. Right. I like that take. That but again, it, it, it almost feels like I want to agree with Rogers, but also want to agree with anybody that maybe disagrees with Rogers. Like I want, I, you can't don't when you try to play both sides, you play none. And you almost get the, the feeling that if one of the people have been like, "Hey, excuse me, uh, Coach Sala, how would you feel about the fact that I think you're a, a bumbling moron?" He'd say, "Oh, well, you know, listen, you have the right to think that I'm a bumbling moron. I could. I mean, it's not. Listen." What is a bumbling moron? We're all bumbling morons in different ways. Uh, you know, every once in a while, you're allowed to defend yourself, Robert. And man, I like this guy, but this is not. Now he's a terrific well. guy, but you know, he trusted the wrong person. First of all, imagine if Aaron Boone started like hanging with fans and like exchange. I mean, essentially, fan. Who? But but why didn't someone tell him? Hey, just so you know. That guy's not the media guy to befriend. He's a, he does a weekend show. He's a big fan. He has no influence, and he's a goofball to some extent. All due respect. I mean, well, I mean, why doesn't he just have like Fireman Ed over for barbecue? At his house? <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, I mean he can't make friends. Well, with maybe, all the maybe, fans. maybe it's the other way. Maybe he wasn't trying to get influence in the media. I know they went golfing. You saw, you saw the picture on social media. That's probably how he got the number. Figure ah, he's harmless. He's just a fan. But honestly, it's it's hard it's hard to tell the difference sometimes because. You know, this is a radio station. That's a radio station. But like, there, there's a lot. Of, I don't care. It's, that's a fanboy station. Half the people on the air are just screaming fanboys. So he gets confused. He comes on our show, which is a real show with broadcasters who are not going to do things like that and take the job super seriously. And then there's another show where everyone wears their Mets shirt to work and they scream rah rah rahs fans. He buddied up with the wrong people. It was it was a mistake. But he should own it now and at least say you learned but, a lesson. That was yeah. a big mistake. Just anybody that does that to you, whether they're in the media or not. I mean, they're dead. Afraid of I'm with Michael. Dead. Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. You guys know that. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle. Neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea and take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea and join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This portion of the show brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's yeah, game not. time, yeah. it's Tully time. Be sure, sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Do Irish it. Whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Um, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Matt in Long Island City. Matt. Hey, Michael. Um, wanted to get away from the Yankees and the Jets. Uh, I heard you talking about your back problem, so I wanted to give a suggestion there. I'm surprised you're going to a chiropractor. Um it's basically pseudoscience, um, hmm. and it's, you're more of like a you're a very practical kind of. It's, guy. But it's not pseudoscience because my orthopedic guy sent me to the chiropractor to do exercise, to, uh, and they have in three days. It's amazing how much it's improved. So why okay. do you say I, it's I'm pseudoscience? Not, I'm not. I'm not a doctor, so I won't. I won't argue with a doctor. But if I, if you have a, a moment, look at the the founder of chiropractor he he says he got it from a ghost so wow well you're making it out to be like scientology like uh l ron hubbard i mean the, the these people are you you're using the word chiropractor the people i go to are physical therapists that are licensed to work with sports teams and i've been sent there by some of the best or, orthopedic surgeons in the country uh, that's it's ridiculous oh, was that, that aaron Rodgers just now well, well so, so let me so is there any is chiropractor is what would be the alternative to a chiropractor if you... There is a physical therapist. I think the word chiropractor probably has some negative connotations. But why? But who else works on your back? This guy that I go to, I, I use the word chiropractor. Mm -hmm. he's, a phys, he's a sports physical therapist. Uh, they, they've also given they give me electric stimulation with acupuncture. It's I couldn't walk. You're on probably Sunday. You, you might have misspoke by calling him a chiropractor then, right? Or is he a chiropractor? No, he's a sports. No, uh, yeah, I think there's a difference between the two. Right. It's not like he's manipulating me. He knows exactly what he's doing. He works with doctors. Hey, listen, we don't whatever weird science stuff you're into is fine with us. You know, and you know what? While he manipulates your body, he has you listen to uh, dolphins. Uh, oh, fornicate? Yeah. You should just tell him to put on the Andre three thousand the the flutes. The, the the thing that Michael doesn't want to tell you this is like the, his hundredth physical therapist that he's had over the last two months. No. Oh, you don't want to go there? Okay. He, no, no. He, he and his name's not Steve. Oh, oh. Oh, a, a physical therapist. You're I, I was. Wait, yeah, no, he. And I, and no, what? I was, I was no, 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 my bad. I got oh, you. Here, I no, no, here's the joke. He, what he forgot to tell you was that he met this physical therapist and many more on Instagram DMs. <laughs> he just slides in the DMs. He searches for a good physical therapist. Then he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You look good. You want to come work on my back? Interesting. Let's go to Bradley in Manhattan. Big Brad. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, so listen, yeah, first of all, I hope that you feel better with the back, but Thanks. I just do uh, disagree a little bit about, you know, the Yankees kind of hand-waving the bullpen. I mean, if you just look at Soto last year, he was on a team that had, you know, amazing offense, amazing starting pitching, but the bullpen wasn't great. And, you know, their expected, I guess, Pythagorean uh, record was something like 10 games less than they, you know, should have been. You know, I think they should have had 92 wins. According Pythagorean to theorem, Fed. But, but wait a minute, Bradley. The, the, the reason I said what I said was the guy said they should go out and get Josh Hader, who was with the Padres last year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, worried about, you know, I, I think that they at least need to I, I'm personally, like, get Wandy back or at least something like that. Because losing King, Brito, Vasquez, and Peralta, you know, if the trade goes through, is a lot of, pit, you know, a lot of bullpen. I agree with and, you. but And I'm not diminishing a bullpen because I think in today's era in baseball, the bullpen is, is, is so paramount to winning because you only get five innings out of a starter. But what I was saying, 
You can criticize the Yankees, their decision makers, their analytics, whatever you want to do. They get the bullpen right all the time. They get guys that you don't think are going to be contributors like Ian Hamilton, and they end up pitching in big high-leverage situations in the eighth inning. They find Clay Holmes in a trade with the Pittsburgh Pirates. They know what they're doing when it comes to relievers. That's what I meant. Not to ignore the bullpen, but that should not be a key worry where you should expend all of your resources to sign Josh Hader. Now, speaking of bullpens, if the Yankees want to be a little happy, the Orioles signed Craig Kimbrell today to a one-year, $13 million contract. Outstanding. He is not what he once was. He's going to lose a lot of games for the Orioles. Mm. That's a big signing for everybody in the East. Because their their main guy went down. He's going to have Tommy John. He had Tommy John. So he's going to have the whole year. So you're either going to use Yanir Cano, who was a good setup man, but has never pitched well against the Yankees. And now Craig Kimbrell, who I think has seen better days. So it's a curious move by then. They, they, Josh Hader wanted to sign there. He's from Baltimore. He's from Maryland. Oh, yeah. I forgot about but that. But you know what? Orioles don't want to spend that money. He's going to cost $100 million. Has everyone moved on from Josh Hader's... Uh... Yes, apparently. Yeah. yeah. The old the old bad tweets? Everyone, oh, yeah. It's, everyone, all, yeah, it's, it's water under the fridge? Completely forgot. It's, it's 100 news cycles ago. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he was like 15 years old. I just, whenever I hear his name, I'll, I'll never forget that day. It was, it was a unique experience, so right. it always sticks in my head. And then the fact that his name is Hater right. never plays great in my brain. But he's a hell of a player. But you don't like that he's a hater. That's the thing. All I right. didn't like that his name was Hater and that the old tweets were hateful. Mm-hmm. It, was, it didn't play great. Let's go to Stuart out in Las Sloppy Vegas. Sue! We call him Sloppy Stew. <laughs> How you guys doing? Hey, Stuart. Good, how are you? Okay, doing fine. Uh, I just want to get back onto that Soto thing. I think, the, the, obviously, the, the trade is a no-brainer. I mean, the Yankees do need him. Uh, giving up those four players plus Higgy, that's a no-brainer. But I think what also uh, plays into uh, what may happen is, is Verdugo is only going to be a one-year player with the Yankees. You have Jones and Dominguez coming back from injury. So that gives you, if they do sign Soto, even if they lost him, they still have outfielders. And they still have a very good farm system. Well, I mean, you're taking quite a leap to think that Jones is going to be ready in 2025. Oh, well, let's put it this way. Oppenheimer, who was on with Meredith, said he expects Jones to be on the Yankees by the end of 2024. Yeah, and you know what? I understand Damon saying that because they want to talk up their prospects in case they use them in any... And I know they think very highly of Jones, but I'm not sure he's going to be ready to start in 2025. We'll see. Oh, 2025, I think he's definitely going to be starting. There's no question in my mind. The question is, is do the Yankees extend Soto? And even if they didn't, they would still be in a very good position outfield-wise with Dominguez, Jones, and Judge. And even if they wanted to move Judge to the infield, because there's no way in this world that the Yankees re-sign Rizzo, no matter how much I like him, you're not going to re-sign a 37-year-old first baseman. Well, he's well. What, what you? The, one thing though, Stuart, he has an option year mm-hmm. after this year. So if he if he hits two eighty with thirty two home runs, they'll definitely pick that up. It's only a one year deal. Think they should do that. You so you're going to move Judge to first base? Either that, or or you can leave Judge in the outfield. You have a kid Ben Rice in the minor leagues who may. Well, you never know. May be ready for that. But Stuart, you're, you're putting is, a, a, it's it's kind of funny which which tack you're taking. It's completely different than most Yankee fans. You're putting a lot of emphasis on on them developing. How many players have they developed out of the minor league systems that that have actually impacted the Yankees? Aaron Judge and Anthony Volpe won a Gold Glove. Who else? Who else are you talking about? Now you you're talking about Spencer Jones coming up, Dominguez coming up. All the rookies that came up last year, right. other than Volpe, didn't do well. Volpe did pretty well. Uh, I said other than Volpe. I said other than Volpe, all the other kids they brought up didn't do anything. And Dominguez had to look great in a short time. But Pereira wasn't good. Peraza wasn't good. Cabrera wasn't good. And now you now now you have a pipeline of of five guys that are going to slide in and, and and start for the New York Yankees. I mean, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let let's study history before we're doomed to repeat it. I defend their farm system. If you could, if you could actually develop Judge, you know what? You've developed the Hall of Fame player. 
But where are the other position players they've developed? Where? Volpe? Okay. Torres wasn't out of their system. Who else? No. And now all of a sudden you're going to get four or five of them. Four or five of them. It's just going to come in droves. And the, the Yankees are not dumb. They're not making this move in a vacuum, Don. They know what they have coming up. They know what they can absorb. They know they're going to have to swallow hard to give up all this pitching for Soto, mm-hmm. but they think it's worth it. And if they don't sign Soto, they've got another plan, too. They don't go into anything blindly. They don't go into anything right. and say, this is what's going to happen this year. We'll worry about next year and next year. They're worried about 2026 already. They plan that far ahead. Oh, they know the replacements. Now, whether it's going to work or not is another thing, but you know, the fans can afford to say, well, give up whatever. I want Soto. But they know who's going to replace who and when and what they have. But it's still a crapshoot whether it's going to work or not. Mm-hmm. They think all well, they wouldn't have drafted these players if they didn't think they were going to work out, but who knows if they will. Let's go to Chris and Tom's River. Chris. Hey, guys. How we doing? Good. How are you? Chris. Doing well. Chris. I'm pretty happy, obviously. Big, big Yankee fan, so getting Juan Soto was a good day, obviously. Um, I, I, I know, really but it still didn't. About. I have to mention, he's someone just tuning in. It still has not happened. Right. But continue. Uh, very fair, you're right, but everyone's saying that it's going to happen. It but ESPN like, so stats and information are saying it's 99%. Is that true? No, I just made that no, up. I like it. And also, I there's so it. many physicals that have to be passed. When you got that many players, and all of a pitchers. sudden, one guy fails a physical, and guess what? You're starting from scratch again. All right, Chris, we interrupted you. What else you got? Um, yeah, so basically, I just wanted to talk about um, how how genius it really was, and the Yankees get a lot of you know a lot of uh, grief of everyone how they handle their stuff, but really, really smart for them to start Michael King at the end of the year. And I mean, if this trade goes through, they're basically turning that into one of the best players in the league. Um, it's a really genius idea for that by them to start him at the end of the year and see what he had. Well, I, I like the way you're thinking, but I, I, necessity is the mother of invention. They were running out of starting pitchers. And Michael King definitely wanted to start. I think Michael King still had value coming out of the bullpen. He still would have been asked to be included in this deal by the Padres. Everybody in baseball knows what kind of live arm he has. So, yeah, I think the Yankees transitioned him to the the rotation because they saw him being in the rotation in 2024. Not to use as a trade chip, but if it turns out that way, and I still think that there was a lot of value in, in him because he's that good. Let's go to Mike in North Bergen. Mike. Hey, how you doing, guys? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, sure. What's up, man? All right. Hey, what's up, guys? You guys are awesome, as always. I'm an everyday listener for years, and I just have one problem with you guys. Not with you guys, per se. Just with the mothership of ESPN. Okay. I was a guy that called in last year and said, uh, we have to end the argument with Steve Young being the number one guest because Jeff Passons couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. Wow. Well, I'm back for some more. All right. I'm sick and tired of hearing Steve Young on other shows. And this show has taken a hit. I had to hear Steve Young on the Dan Patrick show the other morning. I was sick to my stomach um, because he wasn't on the show. I know. This show, I, I feel like Don would agree with me, maybe. Let's see, Don. I feel like this show has taken a big hit this football season, mm-hmm. not having Steve Young mm-hmm. and having Scott Van Pelt and Amani Toomer, another idiot from ESPN, Don Olowski, who sounds like an idiot. No, we think, we think all of those guys, guys are great. You guys, Mike. But, but, but Mike, but listen, one of our guys an idiot. All, all, of our, all of our guys are great. But we're not going to lie. We miss Steve Young. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I'm telling a tale out of school here. Oh, here we go. But Steve Young is such a mensch. He was part of the layoffs at ESPN. And he texted me before the season and said, I still want to do the show with you guys. Wow. Even though I'm not getting paid and I've been laid off, I just love doing it with you guys. I want to do the show. And he wasn't allowed by ESPN because of the, I guess... Is there a, a contract clause? A contract. If you, if you lay somebody off and you're paying them, yeah. then you can't use them because they're not really laid off then. And oh, although got he, he didn't want any money for it, he just wanted to right. do it. But meaning if they weren't paying him anymore, he could have come and, on probably. But yeah, they're, they're still paying, paying off his contract. Right. But in order for him to be quote-unquote laid off, then they couldn't get any value out of him. And having him on the show would be Would valued. be a violation. And uh-huh. he's still getting paid, but he was going to do the show but for free because he arm. loved being on the, the arm. On the arm. But, even, but he wasn't allowed. But the only one that may not be a weekly for us, if we still had Steve Young, is Scott. Because Scott Van Pelt is, is promoting the Monday Night Game, and we love talking to him. But we'd still have Amani Toomer. We wanted to have a Giants presence. By the well, way, Dan Orlovsky was a weekly last year when we had Steve. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say something. 
I love Steve. He, I, I think he's probably is the greatest guest in history. He's, mm-hmm. he's the man. So there's no replacing someone that good. But love talking to Scott. I think he brings a certain yeah. energy that I enjoy. Dan's a genius on football, and and he's just one of the biggest names in the company. He's one of these. He's, he's one of the faces of ESPN. He's a great guest to have. Um, and then Amani. All due respect, I didn't know what we were going to get from Amani at the top of the year. He's gotten better every single week all season. He's been fantastic. And he brings it. And he's and now he's he's but, getting into the flow of the show. It takes right. time to build a rapport. That's trying to make fun of me, so you accept him. Now I really right. like but him. But Amani and Orlovsky were not brought in because of the loss of Steve. No. Orlovsky was already here as a weekly last year, and Amani is for, for our Giants presence that replaced uh, Matthias Kiwanuka. You, you, know, know, you know how I like to think of Orlovsky on the show? Tell me how. He stepped out of the back of the end zone on that play and steps right into the show. Wow. You know what I mean? You never That's let what it I go. think of You him. never let it go, do you? Now, listen, I like arguing with Dan. He, he makes some points yeah, that I find what, to be crazy. What up, Dan, at 515? Today? Yeah. Well, it's Wednesday. What, are, what did we argue about last week? Oh, he saw some good things from Zach Wilson. He's going to be thrilled. He's getting Zach back. Yeah, he is getting Zach back, and we're getting a chance to hear Don talk about Bathfitter. Don LaGreca here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. They remodeled my mom's bath, did an awesome job. The process was easy. One expert installer, even with the customization she needed for a cast iron tub. It was done in one day with no demo or mess. It's a beautiful and high quality permanent solution. Bathfitter provides a lifetime guarantee. Three million happy customers like my mom. For a limited time, save 10% off. Up to $500 on a complete bath fitter tub and wall system. So start designing your bath today at bathfitterdesign.com. There's only one bath fitter. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. I got a question for you. Is it an obvious question? Yeah. How'd you know? Uh, I just know you. So I'm wearing um, I'm wearing a new suit from Proper Cloth I hadn't worn yet. Right. And they sent it to me a little, I got a little while ago, and it's a little snug because the fall has been a hefty time. It's an obvious question, I'm sure, but you're a big suit guy. Well, you know, if you have a suit that you haven't worn yet and it's a bit on the tighter side, right. I have to imagine that wearing it helps the tightness. Not really. It doesn't give it any stretch. You know what it helps? Losing weight? Um, it makes me lose weight. Well, no, of course. Obviously, no, it's better than it was two weeks ago. I was able to get it on and button it up and stuff, but I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little gut push that I'd like to eliminate. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Why don't you That's... take some x lax tonight? Well, I it's, it's working. Is it okay? Well, I don't good. want to mess, do I? But if you're not comfortable, that's not good. What are we, we have any dressing? Uh, we have any plans for uh, outfits for Friday? What are we doing? Well, I, any I, sort of I, coordination? I bought, I, I bought a little... Um, you go with a holiday ditty? A holiday uh, lights around my neck. You're, and, oh, you're doing that? Yeah. Don, any thoughts? I haven't had a thought in my head at all. The, you know what? I got to tell you, that, that sweater that almost. This sweater could have worked. That sweater with a Santa hat could have really worked, in my opinion. I'll have something ready, and it'll be great. Did you see that? Um, th- speaking of people who love Don, did you see that Meadowlark signed um, All the Smoke podcast? What's All the Smoke? Steven Jackson and. Oh, uh, really? And Matt Barnes. Yeah, signed with um, Dan Levitard's company. Why do you sign with them? Well, I have a job. Uh, but, I mean, you've got a lot of jobs. Just add another one. Yeah, but I'm, first of all, I, I, I realized something. Yeah. I I had a conversation with some friends the other day about the subject. Hmm. I've always thought that, like, the Meadowlark people would like me. I thought I'd, like, fit in with them. They don't I, like I don't think they think I'm smart enough. I don't think they think I'm smart. 
because they have like their, I can see that they have like their smart crew, right. you know. And I'm very fr- bright. I'm friends with all the smart crew. They're all my buddies. Are you friends with Dan though? Friendly with Dan. I'm friends with Dan. But you I'm just putting a good word. No, I don't need it. I'm good. I'm good. But I just, you know, P- P- Pablo Torre has a great new podcast. He's always got Katie Nolan on. You know, her boyfriend Dan Soder's always on. They love Mina. They love this one. All the Smarty Pants from ESPN. I'd like to think I'm part of the Smarty Pants crew. Not really. I'm not. No. I'm not. No. It's unfortunate because I thought I was smart. Because you think you're cerebral and you're really not. I don't. No, no. I don't think I'm cerebral. Okay. That I, if I was cerebral, I'd be. So I'd be better off me? financially. You, you made it seem like this has something to do with me. <laughs> you know, that was a telling moment, Michael. All I did was use a transition. I just said, pe- speaking of people who like Don, because oh, Levitard's oh, a big oh. fan. So if he's a big fan, why don't you sign me? Well, you, you have a job too. I can make it work. This is from a guy. You. You have six jobs. Yeah, but I didn't. But you, I've, I'm out of the job business now. You should be out of the job, yeah, but but well, no, you, you can't get another sports talk radio job. No, 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 that's in our contract. Don, you can't. I can't go get a sports podcast job. Well, you yeah. got a podcast with Beetle. Yeah, but it's a, I, I believe me, the language is very important there. That's a culture podcast. You uh, know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, so Don could do a culture. Levitar doesn't do culture. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm not your agent, Don. You want me to work a deal? I'll, I'll, I need fifteen percent. Fifteen? Yeah, I'm not one of these. You? I'm not one of these. If I walk you in and I guarantee a job, I want more than ten. I'm in for 15. Oh, but you've got jobs. What, do you want to be an agent now, too? Well, listen, I don't do what I work for free. The 2024 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series. Wait, hold on. Navy and Federal Credit Union. The NFC. Union. U. The NFC U. NHL. NFC U NHL. Stadium Series. SS. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Well, Gronk's a sponsor. He's involved. What, What does that have to do with anything? Meaning that it's a legit sponsor. Well, we know it's a sponsor. I don't know. I don't know the way you treat them. So (laughs) it's just a lot. That's all we're saying is the words are a lot. What would you do if like City gets rid of its sponsorship of the Met Stadium, and all of a sudden becomes a Navy Federal Credit Union Stadium? What does that have to do with it? It would be it choke you. It would choke me. I mean, imagine Gary having to say that every open. Welcome to Navy Federal Credit they'd Union. They'd work Stadium. it. They'd figure something out. Well, because they're great. <laughs> anyway, it comes to MetLife Stadium this winter for two games featuring four division four. rivals. Be caller number 101 right now at 888-987-ESPN. you go to hell for this. And you'll win two tickets to see the Devils and Flyers face off outdoors. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. See the Flyers against the Devils on Saturday, February 17th at 8 p.m. The Rangers against the Islanders on Sunday, February 18th at 3 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at NHL.com slash Stadium Series Tickets. So... Jamie Foxx made his first public appearance since, you know, he disappeared, hospitalized, looked like he was in bad shape, and he gave a speech yesterday, and he, and he said that he saw the hall, you know, he, he, he was so close to dying, he saw the hall, he didn't see the light, but he saw a hallway, and it was really, really hot. And he said, I didn't know where I was headed. Mm. So now he's getting a second chance. Does he, does he change, if, if he thinks that it was a really hot hallway, and he was going to H-E double hockey sticks. Do you change your life or do you think, okay, you can't erase what I've done. I'm just going to double down. No, I'm going to go full bore. Yeah. Heal. Because I know I'm heading there anyway. But most people in those situations always turn it around, right? They use that as the way to to do good. Yeah, I, I he, is that what he really thought he was going to H-E double hockey he sticks? He just said, I don't know what was going on, but I know that where I was, the hallway was really hot. But hot how? Like, I mean, like hot like the well, AC you know, was broken? I, call up Jamie Fo- Fox then, or Jamie Farr. I don't care. Call Klinger up. Hey, He's I've, still with us. I yeah. talked to him. I've always had a big regret about Jamie Fox. He 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 did the morning show the, a day I was traveling. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he did like an hour, just sitting and hung out. Did so many great Maybe impressions. He did it then because you were up. No, no. I think he. I think he asked about me. I think he said something nice about me. Oh, I, I, oh I, wow. Yeah. Well, I hate missing to big talk guests. About the did, you, did you see the post I put up on my Instagram earlier? No, I don't follow you on Instagram. Yeah, you do. Um, first of all, as promised, I talked about Lorvis with uh, Michelle Beadle. Did Beetle. she like it? Lorvis. She, she, she loved Lorvis. <laughs> so go look at my Instagram, Rosenberg Radio, and show that post some love. And also I posted a very famous comedian, uh, one of the biggest comedians right now in the country, Burt Kreischer. He talked about me, and and back to back, he he was complimenting me, and back to back called me Rosenthal. That's not what you. Wow. Maybe he likes you don't Ken look Rosenthal. Like Rosenthal. Maybe he knows Ken Rosenthal, who's very good at what he does. You in think the athletic you, you mean because of the bow tie? Yeah. 
Well, I think he's great not because of the bow tie. Yeah, but he's kind of known for the bow tie. Yeah, but Eli, if I was his agent, I'd say, it's time to lose the bow tie. Do charity stuff, but do it with regular ties. Yeah, well, yeah that's a great point by you. Yeah. Couldn't he still do the charity stuff with regular ties? Of course he could. Couldn't now he like, it's a thing. Couldn't he be like, my like, new charity like Ernie Johnson. I don't know why Ernie Johnson wears no, bow tie. Well, I, I think bow ties should never be worn ever except with tuxedos. Hey, you know what? The second time in a day, you and I are we are in lockstep again. I think you look like a complete doofus when I, you wear I, a bow tie. What about a charity involving an ascot? I don't like ascots either. No? No. I <laughs> The right people can carry it off. Well, what, what is an ascot again, really? It's kind of like a scarf. It's kind of a scarf that you wrap around your neck and oh, you keep oh, your shirt oh, open. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it, it, the look, guy on Fox did it. The the guy on the the eleven o'clock pregame show. Well, he did an ascot. Yeah, he did an ascot for many years. Now he's got rid of it. Listen, he's the guy that went to Michigan. I'll just tell Woodson. you. Yeah. I'll just tell you right now. Yeah. If you're wearing an ascot, your night can only end one way, or you're a fraud. Three uh, three way. You know what I mean? Oh my god! I'm sorry. Can that's I the, join? Well, yeah. Once you wear the ascot, that's the way the night better be going. But as for the tie, I just don't like. EJ is one of the great hosts in yeah. sports history. Right. In my opinion. I can't stand the bow tie. Why does he do it? I don't know. Just to be different. I think people but just like, want to be different. But he doesn't have to be different. But He's you're, great. you're Kenny. I mean, you're EJ. See? You just mean... <laughs> you mean if he was wearing a tie, I would instantly confuse him with Kenny Smith. The only person that should wear a bow tie without a without a tuxedo is Pee Wee Herman. That's it. Yeah. No, that him and the former senator who ran for president, Paul Simon. I believe they are the only two. How about Garfunkel? No, the different Simon. Don, tell us about BetMGM, please. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and offer a resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.